0: This podcast is proudly sponsored by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we're speaking with Denny Lawrence, director of Hit Productions' upcoming production of Summer of the 17th Doll, touring Victoria from March 10th. This production is on the VCE 2020 Theatre Studies Unit 3 playlist. So, the questions are skewed towards the interpretation of the text, the theatrical style, how themes are explored using design elements, and the actor-audience relationship. Please note this interview was not recorded in the studio, so the audio quality is not as high as it usually is. Without any further ado, let's get to it with Denny Lawrence on Summer of the 17th Doll. We welcome to the podcast... Denny Lawrence. Hi. Thank you so much for being with us. And you are about to start work on Summer of the 17th Doll.
1: Correct, yes, start rehearsing on Monday.
0: That's fantastic. So uh, a famous Australian play, Uh, a lot of students and teachers will know it already. So question number one, how will the context of the original script be interpreted in this production?
1: essentially we'll be keeping it true to the playwright's original context not because of our many schools audiences or the older audiences who might be either seeing it for the first time or perhaps revisiting it as a classic but because it's such a well-crafted play it's it's truly earned its reputation I think in the top echelon of Australian plays the writing is really just so good Uh Like all all great drama, it speaks to us now, to to the human condition, as well as I I, I assume it did when it was first produced.
0: In your opinion, what is or what are the most um, distinct theatrical elements of your interpretation?
1: The Doll is very much a character piece. It's not an issue play. Uh, It's uh, uh, an exploration of the lives of three generations of basically working class people living in what was a kind of safe haven of 1950s Australia. Uh, I think the play speaks for itself and the characters carry the narrative. So it's very much about performance and uh, not about say design elements, uh, but as a work of realism, the furniture, uh, the props, most of of all the costumes are particularly important. Uh, These things are about character and they're tools for the actor. Uh, The set isn't, however, a sort of solid box of the kind that was employed in earliest productions of the doll. We're going for something more uh, skeletal, if you like, functional, providing a framework for the action, uh, but uh, not a solid set. The audience will still be on the fourth wall, as it were, but it's much more open. And um, at the same time, lighting will be an important feature of the design, not in an overt way, like a like a follow spot in a musical or something, but subtly to allow for a shift of focus or emphasis on a character or moment.
0: So watch out for that.
1: <laughs> Hopefully you won't notice it too much, but I kind of like to think of it, and I've got a solid background in film and TV, so maybe I'm using the wrong language, but I think of it like close-ups, like focusing the audience really where you want them at certain times in the in the play. Great.
0: Uh, What do you consider to be the major themes of the production? Obviously, the doll has a number of themes, but you might have picked some out as ones that you feel are particularly important.
1: Yes, um, I would say mortality, uh, you know, ageing and uh, a loss of one's uh, uh, strengths and positions in society and so on. Um, Self-delusion, because there's a lot of that in the play, people fooling themselves into thinking they still have what they uh, no longer have. class identity, and uh, for me, most of all, gender equity. Uh, it's uh, it, it's an interesting uh, consideration in, in this day and age to look at the role of the women in the play. And of course, because it's through the women perhaps that we're looking at uh, this story, the nature of love and what it means in your life is a very important theme I would suggest. And these are all legitimate themes of the play as written in the 1950s. I don't think it's something that we impose on the play. Certainly, I'm not intending to impose any of that on it, but find it within Lawler's writing. And I think it's all there implicitly, and sometimes explicitly. Um, As I said, the, the role of women in society is especially interesting to me. And I'm sure I'm not the first to see the play as belonging to Olive. By definition, I feel she's the protagonist. She has the biggest struggle, and it's one that's acted out in the course of the play. Uh, Rue's failings, for instance, his loss of masculine strength and power, have at least partly occurred before the play begins. But Olive's journey uh, is the biggest in the piece. Uh, I think all of the characters, except perhaps uh, Johnny Dowd, the young cane cutter, are wrestling with their demons or or their angels, and each probably represents a, a thematic element of the play. But I'm not suggesting that Lawler consciously set out to present an allegory or or, or delve into symbolism. They're really fully three-dimensional characters, not not stereotypes. Uh, Olive, I would say, exemplifies the great theme of Australian drama that's present in this play, and that's the loss of innocence. Um, It's something that I feel occurs in a lot of Australian drama, and it's certainly seen here in, in her character. And, and she's used um, by uh, Olive is used by Lola to challenge traditional gender roles, uh, even if she even as she's living out the idealized life of her imagination. Um, her dream is what holds the relationship together, and her refusal or her inability to accept change is ultimately what destroys it. Uh, so, although there's arguably a tragedy in the life of all of the four main characters, Olive seems to me. To be the most tragic figure in the play.
0: And then Baba goes on to potentially continue,
1: that That's yeah. possibly her tragedy, that she sees that as an ideal life and wants it for herself. And I think um, it's terribly sad at the end in a way. I think even though Baba's awfully hopeful and she does assert herself and is pleased to have somebody treat her as an adult for almost the first time or the first time that we've seen, uh, I feel that we, as the audience, see her headed in the same direction as Olive, which means uh, not the best ending, perhaps. Perhaps.
0: And how do you think (laughs) uh, some of these themes will be enhanced with uh, production roles or design choices or direction?
1: Well, we're aiming for very similitude in props and costumes because, again, it is is realism. But um, I think it was Malame who said, paint not the thing itself but the effect it produces. So what we're looking for is that the furniture, the cupid the dolls, the choice of colours and materials, uh, especially in the costumes, will reflect aspects of character uh, as well as grounding them in that real world of the 1950s. So it's not symbolic, but I think, again, subtly, implicitly, we'll get aspects of, of characteristics of personalities in, in the design. And, uh, again, in the lighting I mentioned earlier, um, we'll, we'll be able to, uh, point up some of those features. Uh, I've also got a, a soundtrack of effects, quite a dense soundtrack of effects, and very deliberate choices of music to punctuate the scenes. These are these are tracks uh, of the time, of the 1950s, but they're chosen to give an indication of where the inner lives of the characters are, particularly uh, Olive.
0: Okay. and I know you're about to start rehearsals, but you might have a plan for this. How will the actors contribute to the interpretation of the text?
1: Well, I've no doubt the actors will contribute enormously. Apart from anything else, they're not only playing the characters, the characters are them now. You know, I always say there's no such thing as character once you've got the actor, because they're going to bring themselves to that role so strongly. Um, the choices that the actors make in rehearsal will inform the narrative in a lot of ways. Not not the outcome, because obviously the, the destination remains the same, but the journey you take to get there is determined by the actor's choices and by what we collaboratively come up with. So I hope that we'll all go out to start rehearsals um, in a somewhat empty state, um, to to be uh, a bit unconscious in our work and to find all of these things through uh, a completely kinesthetic process rather than a cerebral one. You know, it's um, finding the the actions, the events, the arcs—what kind of a scene it is—are uh, really what are what make the play come alive. I think for the audience, you know, seeing those moments being very truthful.
0: Beautiful. I'm very excited to see it. Uh, we've talked a little bit about realism. I think it would be quite tricky doing the doll to move away from realism, but I think the question is still worth discussing. What is the theatrical style of this production and how do you think it will be demonstrated?
1: Yes, I understand there have been some slightly wacky interpretations of the play and Lawler was very indulgent of those, but it does seem to me to be really stretching things to try and move away from the realism of the piece. But realism to me is about what Shakespeare called holding the mirror up to nature. Uh, And the audience should see themselves reflected in the behaviour of the characters. So again, uh, it's finding a way to deliver, for instance, the dialogue, which, um, although it contains some expressions that might be a little arcane now, were very much in common use. And I think context will explain those. But it's not naturalism as such. I think that although there is a sense of reality in the dialogue, I find that it's 100% real but it's at the same time completely poetic I'm I'm really interested in exploring this I I can't articulate it very well but I do feel it's somehow heightened it isn't actually you know naturalistic dialogue there's something in the way he wrote it in the way it's phrased in the idiom in the meter in the music of it that I think takes it to a, a slightly higher level
0: it is certainly poetic
1: Yes, it is. It really is. It's some, and and yet they're very, there's no big words. It's a wonderful piece of writing in the sense that he somehow channeled, I have to take it, I wasn't there and I'm, I can't vouch for it, but the, the way people around him spoke and he encapsulated it beautifully. He didn't just write it down, but he found a way to I don't know, abbreviate it or filter it and and find the poetry in it.
0: Yeah, he's made it representative rather than necessarily realistic. It's really beautiful. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great way to put it.
0: Uh, I think this is is the last question, unless you allow me one more, but we we talked about the fourth wall for a moment. How is the actor-audience relationship manipulated in this production?
1: A play isn't life, it's a version of life. And just as the actors provide the meaning that's implicit within the narrative of the play, the way the audience reads the play is crucial to what it says. And so I hope that what we do with the performance, with the lighting, with the choice of the color schemes in the set and the costumes, and uh, in particular, I'd suggest with the music that plays on the radio, how those things will inform the audience's reading of the play. For instance, the music of the time, when you do the research, was largely, of course, American. There wasn't a lot of Australian music apart from a bit of country music. And so what Olive's listening to is all that highly romanticized uh, American pop music. And I think that goes to the nature of her character, to her inability, in some ways, to fully grow up and, and face the reality of life. She's got a dream that she lives every summer and she wants to go on living that. So, of course, when that dream is shattered in some way, when something goes wrong and it can't continue on, uh, her relationship is over. In some senses, her life is over. That's the tragedy of the play. And we all do that kind of thing in our lives and, uh, and we do them today. And I hope the audiences uh, that come to this will see that in the play.
0: And do you think you'll ever break the fourth wall?
1: no. Uh, I think it's important in this, uh, in the way that Lawler has written it, not to do that. Uh, I think the audience knows that it's theatre and we mustn't pretend that it's not. But there isn't any occasion for, I feel, for soliloquizing or for including the audience beyond uh, making sure that they're aware of it. And, as I say, perhaps pointing up things in the choices I make in uh, the soundtrack of the play and the and the lighting effects of the play. That basically, uh, I think that the uh, breaking of that fourth wall would somehow betray what Lawler did. It's, it's how it feels to me at the moment. I can't see another way.
0: Okay, well, thank you. That is all, all our questions. But I thought I might ask something just for fun. Sure. I, uh, the Cupid dolls are so specific, and at the end, that vase has to be smashed on the floor. Are you going to smash a vase every night and have those cute, those poor Cupid dolls? What's what is the plan
1: yes it's one of the uh the realities of doing a production of this play it's it's you know it's such a terrific symbol obviously it's a very real thing the breaking uh of the uh dolls container and so on but it's uh it's important that we do it and so yes my poor designer has to uh you know come up with a whole lot of uh urns or whatever we're going to use that break fairly easily and safely and at the same time uh, have a doll or a couple of them that can be remade fairly easily or uh, replaced fairly easily. It's just one of those uh, um, uh, consumables of the play. Well,
0: thank you so much for your detailed responses and and for being so articulate today. Thank you for your time, Denny Lawrence.
1: Thank you very much.
0: like to find out more about hit productions upcoming production of summer of the 17th doll touring victoria please go to the vcaa 2020 playlist document it lists all the venues that summer of the 17th doll will be touring to that is all from us at the aside there are a load of episodes in the bank so feel free to go through that and find one that piques your interest we have over 200 episodes now If you would like to ask us a question, please don't hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We get a number of emails each week, and we're very happy to answer your emails. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Aaron Zill for providing the music. Thank you to Drama Victoria for your ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.